1: The Vox Markets Podcast. Welcome to Taking Stock. It is Monday. It's a brand new week, the seventh of the August, twenty twenty-three. Uh, have a nice weekend, John.
0: Yeah, it was right. So it's hard busy, busy, busy. Yeah, okay. tired. Well, it was raining, so I was just sort of just took the opportunity to, uh, to to do all the bits, the household chores that I hadn't got around to doing previously.
1: Yeah, what happened to the weather on the weekend? No. Is this is yeah. a sign. <laughs> in fact, this is quite ties in with last subject of the day. By the way, subscribe, uh, like if you could, and share if you like this because you want to build us sort of community chatting about uh, small caps, nano caps, micro caps, all that area, and uh, a passion people with a passion about investing. You should hit that subscribe button. Um, okay, so there was a you know society motor manufacturers and traders came up with some figures. I think Friday actually. And I was surprised by this. Um, they're saying that uh, it was 16% market share was EVs. And they're saying it will take up 23% of the market share by the year end. Mm,
0: 60%, pricing, of, 60% of new sales.
1: Uh, registrations, yes. Yeah, yeah. In, in July. And they're saying by the end of the year. And I was surprised how big a market share already that is. Now, I, I'm not quite sure hybrids e- e- e hybrids. No, hybrids as well 35%, actually. So... It's a lot of people are getting into EVs, aren't they? And uh, I'm just wondering, so put a survey out there. Have you thought about, you know, do you, have you, owned, do you own an EV? Um, you know, have you thought about getting one? Or is there no chance whatsoever you will entertain the fact that uh, you're going to get an EV? Because I know that some people feel very strongly about it, you know. Uh, and I just think is, how does it work logistically? If you buy the last, say, available, you know, sort of petrol, diesel car. How long can you run that for before they stop selling petrol and diesel? I know the engines stop selling at 2030. Or can you still buy hybrids then, I think, can you?
0: I, I, I must admit, I, I haven't really paid that much attention to, to that sort of deadline. Um, there, yeah. There's a lot of talk at the moment, you know, it's all going to get shifted anyway. Um, yeah. But, but it's completely unrealistic. Deadline. Um, I mean, I saw the survey results. I uh, I voted myself. Well, what's you know, at the it seems like there's an amazing amount of appetite for electric vehicles among among our audience.
1: So looking... <laughs> yeah, so, so far, we're looking at, uh, I own one, is 12.4%. It'll be my next car, 18%. And pretty much 70% said no chance. <laughs> mm, mm. Well, so, it... yeah, it's quite a strong feeling there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a funny one. Um, you know, I I would own an electric car, uh, mm. but I want to see the infrastructure massively improved. You know, I want yeah. fast chargers uh, yeah, you know, yeah. all around the country. And, you know, they don't really, There's the, the fast charging network is very, very small. I mean, despite, despite, you know, what you would see claimed by the likes of BP and Shell, which operate, you know, a big, huge number <laughs> of the UK's garages, they don't have a lot of infrastructure in them.
1: Well, do you know what? I was listening to uh, BBC Radio 5 uh, Live wake up to money in the morning, you know, and uh, as a guy on that, as a CEO of MOTO, which is the service stations. And he was saying the government has told them they have to have at least six fast-charging charges <clears> in, <throat> their, in their things. Now. And he said, we've got that already, but... We can't get the power to them. We haven't got enough power, and he thinks we're, is that we're at a critical um juncture here where we will only be able to support the rollout of EV vehicles. And so you have to know it's okay saying you know the service station has ten charges, or whatever, but how much? Of the, how many of those are connected actually you know, serving? And he said we, at the moment we can't. We, we can't get power to our charges. That's, and, that's uh, really
0: that's really quite interesting. I mean, it sort of it, it echoes what I've been hearing about uh a lot of sort of renewable generation stuff as well um but actually one of the big problems uh and this this then feeds through into things like housing construction um you know that the grid can't support um new connections Mm. that that actually there are huge delays on on new connections um you know so it's a story that i've heard bandied about and i i I would need to check this out further is that you know building housing estates in west london at the moment is impossible because you can't come up to the grid yeah. Um, so, so yeah, g- grid infrastructure is, is is a big problem. Um, so it's all these and-
1: promises, isn't it? All these promises from the government saying we're well, going to do this, we're going to do mm. that, and then you can't actually do it. And in fact, when you think about it, you know, Rishi Shirex are rolling back on that pledge about new oil and gas licenses. Maybe that's part of the play. Maybe realise they are behind time, they're not going to meet electrification anyway, or you no know, net zero goals, and so they have to roll it back and start saying, okay, let's. And you probably see an extra five years added to that petrol diesel engine sale. Twenty thirty yeah, is the deadline. Yeah, sure I, I wouldn't was. be
0: surprised. I wouldn't mm. be surprised. Um, you know, I, I I answered no chance. I, I think no chance. <laughs> I mean, it was a bit of a sort of cheeky, loaded, loaded answer that uh, mm. in our poll, uh, because I would own an electric car. Um, but but the thing is, I'm, I don't I don't want to buy an electric car until the one I've got has been driven into the ground. You know, I've got yeah. a, a 2018 petrol car. I've had it for three years. Bought it secondhand. I will drive that car until it literally. Balls to bits. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah
1: I'm, I'm, I'm knowing. Uh, I have been looking because okay, so I got to get the car because we got a, a, so a lease car, but I have been looking around for EVs. And, um, but again, I, I don't care about getting a new car. I like to drive a car. It's fine. The car we got is fine. Yeah. You know, so, the car you've got, I, 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 the Chris car you've got,
0: yeah. go on, go on. You say you know,
1: it. The, the, Chris on Vox was saying the most um, environmentally friendly option is to keep your car, isn't it? Changing cars all the time is not environmentally friendly. You know, every new is massive. Whatever.
0: There is a massive amount of embedded carbon in in a, yeah. a car. You know, forget forget the, the fuel, but but actually to make a car has a has a large carbon footprint. So so yeah. what Chris says is true, and that, that's my philosophy on this as well.
1: Yeah, let's look at the markets here. Let's share the screen here. Uh, let's look at a quick look at the markets here. It's not a good day. Uh, FTSE down 0.71%. Forty-two fifty 2.50, less than that, 045 Uh In fact, fearing the best, again, is the all share. Oh, look at Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce is one of the risers again. It's doing very well. Momentum behind that is going well. What's the fall of today then? Unite Glencore. Oh, a lot of the miners there. Ashted is, is a star there. Anglo American. Yeah, a lot of miners. Uh, Whitbread's rising. But uh, let's have a look on the. All will share there, rises, pledge, fallers uh, Celsius resources. Okay, so it's it's not a good-looking market today at the moment. Uh, we're no. all down a bit. Uh, Comments-wise, this is a good one from Investomatic, and quite ironic, I think. Consider his name is Investomatic. He's saying, random question. It's not random because it's about investing. Any questions is welcome. Uh, How often do you reassess your portfolio in terms of keeping it balanced to the levels you want? I'm trying to do it on a monthly basis, but failing as I cannot resist tinkering all the time i know (laughs) tinkering is a thing it's very it's it's very hard to resist that but i I find it ironic it's called investomatic like it's done automatically but Mm. manually is tinkering around maybe that's it maybe you should you know align with your name a bit more and just uh what is it john as far as exposure wise is concerned do you ever have you know in your head levels that you're happy with or won't go above
0: in what sense? In terms of one company, it, 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 or so, yeah, one
1: company? So total exposures it's a total value of your portfolio. How much of that sort of you know portfolio value are you happy to go up to in a single company, single investment?
0: I mean, I I, I wouldn't want to put too much, you know, in in any one company. I mean, because because the concentration risk would be, be absolutely enormous. If you had you know you had a hundred grand, put a hundred grand grand in a name. You know, yeah. and I the hope they went up, and it and it went down. You've lost a lot, so mm. you know that 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 would be insanity to me. I mean, we talked about this the other day. I think I think a sort of diversified portfolio of sort of fifteen stocks, you know, uh, equally mm. weighted, is, is 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 pretty reasonable. I mean, I don't I don't tend to worry about you know the, the the stuff I've got in my my SIP and 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 the allocations there because, as I've said, the bulk of my my pension saving is in uh, collective vehicles anyway. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they're, they're sort of naturally balanced. You buy, you know, you, 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 you allocate or you buy the product or you select the product rather, you know, according to, to your life stage and the kind of de- degree of risk you're willing to take on. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, the, the, the old rule is that, you know, 60, 40 equities bonds was, was mm-hmm. where you should be, but that hasn't really worked for a while. And it, and it has sort of started to come back as rates have normalized, um, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, I, I just sort of you know, I let, I let the uh, I let the collective do the do the hard work and worry about that. And 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 as I say, this bit, I just it's just a bit, it's fun, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well,
1: as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I, I look, uh, you know, depends uh, what it is, but generally, I tend to try not to go over ten percent too much. Hmm. Um, I have gone way over that. But I looked about that as a start. When I start investing in a company, I look to put no more than three percent in, just in case I get it wrong and it goes the wrong way. And if it goes the wrong way, then it's not going to hit you so much. Now, if you go in say straight away with like twenty you know, percent of your portfolio in one stock and it goes the wrong way, it'll it'll you feel painful. So I start then um, you know averaging up if it starts going the right way, and then ten percent pretty much. But uh, in this market, I, I, during the, the bull market, I would sort of. Um, you know, average down sometimes and dips. But in, in a bear market, I, I don't see those dips. It's just downtrend. And it can be painful for a long time. And you got to be careful. If it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a newish company. It could go through. So, But, um, yeah, I start off on sort of 3% total portfolio value. And then I'll get 10% but yeah I'm so curious is is it right, uh, I don't, don't matter if it goes in the right direction I, I become more exposed to it because of momentum for the stock but averaging down and increasing your exposure can be very dangerous because it, it means the share price is going in the wrong direction you know initially and you are putting more money into it so be careful of that yeah
0: I am sort of, just going back to the, the original question I mean it depends what, what sort of balancing you're doing and what you're trying to achieve yeah, in that balancing yeah. you, know? And you've, you know if you you know if you're I mean a month seems like a quite frequent that seems like almost tinkering anyway um at that frequency and, and 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 somewhat arbitrary i mean i think i think you should keep an eye on your portfolio and if you've if you've had a really you know strong winner that that, that suddenly comes to dominate your portfolio then you should perhaps have a, have a think about how you rebalance it for, for risk management purposes uh, equally you know, if you if you've got a you know something that's just gone wrong, then just just cut it. Don't worry about the balancing. So I don't I don't really I, I'm not entirely clear what you're balancing, what one would be balancing towards because yeah yeah well you know you can never keep, keep everything not, in perfect yeah, exactly. equilibrium. Markets don't no, work no. like
1: that. It's true, true, true. Yeah, I mean I, I look in sort of when I at percentage figures, it's, you know, in general terms. Don't try. I don't think it every every day making sure it's ten percent or three mm-hmm. I mean, percent. But um, is it is a, a cracking, Alan? Alan here that's made a profit from trading an EV vehicle. He said, "Uh, "I sold my EV a year um, at a good profit at the peak of EV market because of poor journey range, especially in the winter. If that improves significantly, together with more reliable charging points, I will buy back in." So he he sold at the top and uh, he's going to buy some more. I like that. I didn't. Yeah, I I didn't realize that. In the winter, the range changes. That's Mm. amazing. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, these batteries, what? I mean,
0: this is the thing that bothers me. And I think we've spoken about this before. I mean, I think there has to be some serious, serious development on the battery front um, yeah. for these for these to, to really sort of, you know, exist on a like-for-like basis with with internal combustion engines. Um, you know, this is why, again, I, I, I keep my eye on Ilica and what they're doing with those Goliath batteries. I think they're um, yeah. potentially very interesting. If all you were ever doing was driving around town, you know, and not going very far. EV's is probably you know wonderful, wonderful. Well, that's, thing. A th- that's a thing. Yeah, and, that's a thing. Um, but if, is, if you are you, travelling yeah, yeah. across the country, then then you yeah. know you're you're in you're, you know you. That's where I think it becomes very difficult. My my parents have got a hybrid. I think they're yeah. really, the hybrid's great.
1: Really yeah, yeah, great. yeah. Uh, Michael says I have a i three fully electric. Great for local journey. Charge it off solar panels. That's the way forward yeah. That's that's, yeah. That's, 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 what, that's what I wouldn't mind getting, actually. Solar panels, heat pump, cut, charges car. So you're cutting down electricity usage anyway. And in fact, there's some regular stats from good energies. Uh, three times, 3.4 times the p- uh, power output compared to power input, for heat pumps, whereas gas boilers run at 80 to 90%. Mm-hmm. So you're you know, again 304%. Out, out, anyway, uh, <laughs> but um, journey, journey to work, used a diesel Range Rover, and we'll run up to twenty thousand miles only on 65,000 now. Yeah. Yeah. Keep cars for longer. By the way, uh, let's look at S-E-E-D. Uh, oh, I was just... Someone did say a the other things. Don't worry about talking about your own stocks, Justin. You know, it's like any other <laughs> investment idea. They're all good ideas. I agree. By the way, accidentally, that's... i talking Farm. about Destiny Farm. We'll get Uh, uh Someone uh, said... <laughs> Have you looked at Sieta? I'm not back in Sieta. It is. I do like this chart though. As you can see, that's for his gap there, and it, it, it came down and broke that level there. Now it's now it's trying to get back into that range. Now if we get above that, we're back in uptrend maybe. And I did like the update. It's worth um, looking. Interview Paul Hill did on Fox mm. with Tony Gott. And of course, that restructuring of that American deal uh, not only saves them money, but they paid, I was 3.3 or 3.6 million euros, I think it was. And they had cash beforehand for 12 months anyway. So, Potentially yeah. a
0: bit of upside there from uh, licensing as well, because the royalties are yeah. so on like. yeah. So, yeah, that's sensible. Very sensible. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Um, by the way, uh, enjoying stock. Yeah, sorry. Thank you very much, Free Capitalists. Really enjoying uh, taking stock, not being able to catch it live yet. Um, so, yeah, quality, quality, please don't. Uh, hear you ask for support for the channel. Oh, just so, quality double act. You're saying, John, you and I. Here we are. I did double act. Yeah. We compared to
0: Saint and Greavesy. I think. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs>
1: Paul Hill and, um, to... yeah, yeah. Mike says, loving the reaction to Jeremy Hunt's plan. I refer you to Mike Tyson's quote: "Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face." Right. Uh, True, true. Um, let's look at the content on Vox at the moment. What's on there this morning? Let's, uh, let's just get the script here. hopefully. We've got, oh, we got a, ooh, a draft there. Why, oh, why is that in yeah. draft? Because it hasn't been published properly, uh, which it um, will Ro- be
0: very shortly.
1: <laughs> um. Rockfort. I'm, I'm aware of that from social media because I know some of the guys on, on social media have been talking about that, but uh, it's been a hard journey. It's going to happen, kind of, in small capsules, micro caps, on microcaps. You can be scrolling that from September 2021. It's gone from, what, 10 pence down to five well, five and a half pence in a dollar, but now within a couple of trading sessions you're almost back to that high that's what you can do that with micro caps you know people worry about you know 5% drops here and there and grind down but all of a sudden you can literally rally like crazy back to normal but there's a bit of content there on Rock uh, Fork from uh Lauren check yeah, out yeah it's
0: interesting it's interesting yeah. I mean it's you know it's early stage still yeah 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 but, but, but a very important area and they've made they've made some real progress but you know early stage but definitely worth keeping an eye on
1: yeah, and what's this rent guarantor stuff? That you're it's looking quite at, interesting. Uh, well, somebody asked us to
0: look to look at it. Um, i have got a, a message on Twitter. Um, so rent guarantor, it's uh, it's quite a big company actually. It's a 30 million market cap on uh, on Aquis. and it moves up to the apex segment of Aquis earlier this year. And and basically, what it does, um, it you know, a, a lot of tenants, but or prospective tenants. Mm. Uh, need uh, a guarantee for their rent when they're trying to trying to secure a property. Yeah. So you're, you're th- you know, think people like students or retirees or uh, you know, our universal credit claimants who don't necessarily have you know a, a steady income and a, a job, as it were, where they can get that sort of rent guarantee from their employer. Um, yeah. And there's apparently about uh, they've signed this partnership anyway with. Um, with a company called the Lettings Hub, does 180,000 references a year for for for, uh, for for tenancies, and 12% of those need a guarantor. And research that rent guarantor have have conducted suggests that suggests that around two fifths of of that segment of the market would rather pay someone like rent guarantor to do this commercially than ask their you know their family for that mm-hmm. guarantee. Oh. Um, so yeah, it's really quite interesting. You know, there's huge pressure in the rental market. Um, you know, not just on sort of what you might call distressed uh, tenants, but 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 everybody. I saw I saw a headline this week that London rents are going to hit you know an average of two thousand seven hundred a month next oh, yeah. year. So so you know, getting a guarantee to secure a property is becoming increasingly important. Yeah, and obviously yeah, yeah. and obviously landlords, you know, they need that guarantee because, you know, as interest rate rise and their and their costs, their borrowing costs and their you know management costs, the the, the regulation is increasing all the time for them, which is expensive, uh, then they need to make sure that they're going to get their rent. Yeah. And re- re- going towards, you know call it a little bit of fintech maybe prop tech even uh, that yeah. sort of sits in the middle and does this it, interesting
1: okay and we got GTEch there do they rise there that? we had got two, two bits of news uh, GTEch and uh, um, um, prospects but GTEC are going into the hydrogen market sort of uh, so they're helping locate sort of hydrogen potential hydrogen assets really there yeah Chef, this I, is shapewise not reacting to that that's a I did own GTEC for a while, but I I got I couldn't take the pain any longer. It was going down and down and down, and then mm-hmm. I just cut my loss, and and went. But I did like what they're doing, software reserves, Then exposure to green hydrogen assets, but they realise realised now that's going to take a lot longer, um, you know, to realise any value from that than previously thought. So yeah, uh, well, they, 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 yeah. they so they
0: basically they help oil and gas companies, don't they? Find yeah. find oil. Uh, you know, ma- manage the sort of the data on uh, on, uh, on on surveying those those prospects, and and, and they're, they're tracing. These, you know, this is a reflection of the, the transition. And I think they said that something like ninety percent of their revenue used to be um, oil and gas related, hydrocarbons related, and, and their shift in the business towards sort of renewable sources, mining, you know, strategic sources of of, of uh, critical minerals for for the, for the energy transition, hydrogen. It's interesting. I mean.
1: They haven't made... look it so just, a, suggests there are vast resources of clean mm. geologic hydrogen beneath this earth's surface that can accelerate the energy transition. So I they must admit, out. this
0: is the first time I've heard anyone talk about this. And most of this talk of hydrogen I've I've heard is is is, is essentially man-made hydrogen, whether that's yeah,
1: electrolyzer or separate yeah, separate well, water, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, so was, whether
0: whether it's you know purely green hydrogen that's made from you know, renewable energy, passing water through electrolyzers, or or, or derived from hydrocarbons, whether it's sort of grey, grey hydrogen or blue hydrogen.
1: Yeah,
0: um, it's the first Brown time I've hydrogen. heard about sort of naturally, naturally extracted hydrogen. So, so this is quite quite intriguing. I mean, I'm just looking at GTEx numbers there, and and you know, the problem, the problem I really have with this business is where's the profit? You know. Yeah. Where's I mean, the profit? And it's been going yeah, mean, a long even, time.
1: Even a guidance forecast, there is no forecast profit there. Um, a, I, ha, I
0: do have a forecast um, looking at Sharepad, and it's for this year. But again, it's another pre-tax loss, three point two yeah, million. Yeah. And it's just, I, I, it's I just where the They've got to start making money, if they, yeah, you know, um, to be taken seriously by by share, by potential investors.
1: Yeah, uh, Italy's Prospect Energy, the, the Selva field development, successful ramp up and commissioning of uh, Padir Mare. I don't know how to say that one. gas Po Poe Valley. Poe Valley. Poe okay, that Valley, that's year? easy enough
0: to say. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But this well, is
1: a... Teletubbies, Poe, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is that where he lives? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's,
0: um, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a really nice company, this. Really yeah, nice know Yeah,
1: they've gone into production. They've gone. It's taken years and years to go into production. The big ramp, almost the anticipation of it happening... It happened, and the gas price has fallen off. So uh, it's come back down a little bit. It's obviously exposed the gas price. But the, I mean, the gas price is going to rise again. We are, if we go to the you know commodities, the gas price. I mean, look, at it. it is you know pretty much twelve month lows. It's going to go, it's going to rally, and once that rallies, like with gold and gold miners, they're more leverage to it. So if that starts to rally. Then prospects, all uh, uh, energy will start to rally as well. You know? Yeah,
0: I mean, it's, yeah, mate. I'm looking at, I'm not looking at my company because that share price does not reflect, you know, what I'm looking at, which is a company. But yeah. um, I, don't know, I am, I'm looking at the wrong share price. That's why. Um,
1: so, <laughs> yeah, that <looks laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but well, you know, they're, they're,
0: they're soon to go into production. So yeah, yeah. Got to say,
1: it's, I got to big up uh, my bit of content this morning. Uh, I chatted to Richard. Uh, CEO, I do old shares in this since 2020, Um, and I did suggest to him, right, I said, listen, you know, you get sectors and sentiment uh, and negative and positive sentiment towards sectors. Certain companies can rally just on sentiment, whether they're a good business or not. And I said, you are being tainted with the, you know, leisure sentiment stick when many companies in that uh, sector are not you know, growing at all. You're like for likes, you know, 19, 20% in, in, in escape hunt, boom, battle bar, you know, you are literally growing very quickly in a very exciting new area of leisure, but you are being tainted and valued like an old legacy leisure company, which is slightly frustrating because they're doing everything they said they would do. They've, you know, tipped all the boxes, they've expanded massively, they're hitting profits and um and just you know the, the share price literally it, it came up with an amazing trading update last week and then all of a sudden it rallied and people took some profit and and it's basically
0: I, I it's think enjoying. I think there's a bit of wait and see going on here. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Just yeah. because yeah. I think
0: you know you're right. We spoke about it the other day, you know, huge sort of operational progress in terms of the, the rollout. Some really nice numbers coming through. But the company is on the cusp of profitability. Yeah, but this uh,
1: um, is, I mean, but they've only been, literally, they've, they've opened 27 room battle bars in a mm, year, mm. right? And now all that sunk cost is in. Now literally it's in a cash to the bottom line, pretty much. And he said, we've done you know, three po- very positive updates now, you know, from interim to final to interim to all that. And yet the share price goes up. But that's a range. You know what? When you When you have a rise at that, and you come off. There is a lot of churn in the stock. There's a lot of churn. People taking profit. There's uh, people buying, people selling, and it does need to find that level where sellers sort of dry up, and all you get is net buying. And it will go up. It either it doesn't go up or it gets bought out by a, like I said, a leisure company that hasn't got growth and is going to buy growth. Um, but yeah, you I know, uh, I mean, can this be? Can this
0: possibly be right? I mean, I assume you've looked at the forecast, Justin. I assume I'm looking at the same company. I am. You know, yeah. a, a, a pre-tax <laughs> profit forecast for twenty-four, of like fifteen million.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, listen. listen 12, based on this year's figures, the broker has a thirty-two pence target, uh, but the top line is what 50, 50 odd million. Top line is, is you know, it's, it's, they're going to keep growing. And um listen, I think some, they're just opened one in Dubai and it's going very well. And I think America is a very good market for their yeah, mobile
0: bars. But you start to look at those, you know, should you know that that momentum continue. Mm. And as you say, translate into, you know, really strong cash flow and, and, and really the, the, the profits sort of sort of hockey stick up from yeah, yeah, from twenty twenty four, then then the rating just becomes almost Yeah, lovely.
1: exactly. After a while you can't ignore it. And um, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost like and what's well, what's really compelling, you've talked about um, the original escape rooms uh, uh, for the first seven they opened So they haven't changed any games from those and they're still growing at 14% like for like he said so you mentioned that the costs were sunk into those pretty much the cap you know, capital costs um the capex for those like, 7 years ago or 20, suspect, 2017 and so said, I, sus- and, and, I suspect
0: uh, I suspect there's a lot of people that have never ever done an escape room and I and I would say that I'm one of them yeah. Um, well, the, only thing, I, I, the only time I tried to book anything similar was uh, somebody somebody um, had a very good idea of opening a crystal maze uh,
1: yeah.
0: thing in London that you could do as a corporate team, mm-hmm. and I was sort of looking at this, and then COVID hit. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That, yeah, I get it. I get it. I totally get the concept. Well, you get you get um, two
1: lots. Me, I'm not a huge fan of escape rooms. I I, I I like Boom Battle Bar. I've been there twice now. I really enjoy it. And is that
0: throwing uh, throwing axes, is it?
1: Yeah, so well, one of the shuffleboard is the best. It's so addictive. Oh, it's, yeah. It's really so addictive. Yeah, it really is. Uh, you play against each that. other. Uh, but it's excellent. But uh, there's lots of games with darts, and there's virtual reality darts, all that kind of stuff. so there's a pool. It's all the traditional stuff, but there's always a twist on it as well. So there's a lot more choice than you would in a normal mm-hmm, bar. Mm. But anyway, um, Paul Hill's got a bit of an Abing Trans there.
0: Yeah.
1: and uh, that was so nice Yeah, look at nice us yeah, so, follow today. Unusual, you get to uh, some mid-cap, small-cap, or, or larger. Hey, man, what is the size of my card factory now?
0: Three hundred and fifty million.
1: Yeah, well, there we are, what are they called? Small, <laughs> uh, mid-cap, maybe. Small-cap. I'm gonna have to.
0: I'm gonna have to. Uh, John Rosier is gonna hate me for this. Uh, so every month I speak to um, uh, John Rosier, as you know. John Rosier is um, yeah. he runs. He, he's a private investor who who, who uh, used to work in the city, but he, he runs this fantastic blog <laughs> where he basically um, you know, updates. Uh, everybody on, on what he's doing with his portfolio and yeah one of the most transparent things we've ever seen we speak to him once a month and vox a couple of months ago i asked him what was on his watch list and he said carb factory um because you know he was looking at the you know the, the earnings upgrade cycle he was looking at the uh, the sort of cash flow growth that this company was generating uh, and that sort of change in a change in in in, in sort of the dynamic behind behind the business. And he said, Yeah, someone watch this. Not sure we're gonna buy it yet. And, he, and I don't think he did.
1: <laughs> oh no. Well do you know what <laughs> I think oh, I, I saw this opportunity here? The fact there's risen gap down, mm, right? Mm. Hasn't come above this. This is almost mm. a head and shoulders. This could come gap back. This could come back down. I mean, it's good. I mean it's amazing that Card is one of these companies where unless you did some research, you think Oh, that's a dying business, that kind of business. But you realize there you was know, a bit of a turnaround, didn't they? And it, it restructured everything. Well, like, and so they, and look at the rise of that from like when you get these unloved companies but become good businesses, it's a very good area to fish in because God, it went from like 45 pence up to £1.5 and um, it was unloved for a long time. Yeah.
0: Means, you know, do yeah. you know what? I don't, I must admit, I don't pay a lot of attention to the news at the weekend. I'm too busy doing other stuff. But uh, there was some news this weekend from the sector um, Clinton's. Which is another big okay. card used to be listed, uh, you know, it, it been through all sorts of ups yeah. and downs, but it's closing a fifth of its shops. Yeah. It said at the weekend. That can only be good news for Carb Factory.
1: Yeah. 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 And they say, by the way, the British weather today is that they said a current outlook for the second half. The board now expects a full year outturn to be, I love that, materially. Ahead, yeah, of pre- yeah. If you if you are holding a stock and they come out with that, you love that when you say ahead of expectations. But when you say materially ahead or significantly ahead, mm. you know that's ideal. But what's uh, the, the gap here is a little bit worrying on a head and shoulders pattern. It may go sideways for a while. But know, but, um, but again, I,
0: you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at the forecast of this business. Mm. And, you know you've got a forecast uh, pe of 7.8 for 2024 7 for 20 for 25 you know you've got uh even the margin uh, over 20 percent. you know there's so there's a lot to like about this business a lot yeah. to like um, you know and, and i say i i agree you walk past it in the street and think nothing of it in this in the local shopping center but they're doing something
1: right yeah, yeah. Most read today is about Vars, basically extending their debt deadline. Uh, but can I say to VAS? I've actually spoken to Andrew Prey about this. Put the name on your RNS. Yeah, that was really. Gonna, help. Company, I don't <laughs> tell why that <laughs> I is. You that. The, you're the only company that hasn't got it. I don't know why. They, and he, he thought, no, that's, it's nothing, nothing to do with us. Um, and he didn't seem to accept it. But uh, uh, as far as Rise is concerned, Trinity, uh, there's news on that. They've got a, an oil discovery confirmed. There, Virgin Oil found in a super mature basin material impact on Palo Seco acreage in the Buenos Aires block. Somebody asked. So they're looking, testing that now. Uh, any um, old brought out of that will be sold through the way they say there. Um, as far as Fall is concerned, um, what was it? This Christie's thing. Group. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I thought it was the old auctioneer house or something, but it's not, is there anything to do with that or not? No,
0: no. It's, that, a, it's a funny business. It's a funny business. Oh, That's sorry. all sorts of things. It's, it's basically support services.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
0: across a range of sectors that does all sorts of things um, so I actually looked at the World Bank they had a trading update have you got the chart put the chart up Justin
1: because yeah, they I've put out a
0: true. trading update so we put a trading update today which PTG. wasn't so CTG well yeah. um, they yeah. put a trading update earlier earlier in the year oh. which was which was really quite positive um, oh, okay
1: so this is and, it r- rose up here maybe yeah then, and then it's it come back down, up, and they gap right down now. So what has changed from, you know, earlier on in the year till now? Yeah, so, so basically,
0: so what, what they do is they've got d- different things. They've got professional services, and this is basically um, helping uh, businesses buy and sell themselves. You know, it's basically transaction advisory for, for small businesses in, in, okay, in,
1: yeah, in, yeah. in
0: certain sectors. They've got another division which supports, um, it's very strange, stock-taking stock management, um, particularly in the hospitality industry. So as you can imagine, they had an absolutely horrendous time during the pandemic. And, you know, a few months ago, this this stock management business was starting to show some really, really nice signs of recovery. And they've also got a ticketing business as well. Um, The problem here seems to have been that the transaction business, the transaction advisory business business has gone very, very, very quiet. Yeah. And, you know, this is, this is say, again, you know, it's hospitality, uh, retail, um, things like that, care homes. So, so yeah, you know, and, and you, you can understand why it's gone quiet, because this, this interest rate environment is, is proving tough for everybody. And,
1: you yeah, know, buying selling oh. properties
0: is tough. Yeah, it's
1: from 2015. And basically, you could trade this in a range. So basically, mm. you know, 2015, it hit a high of 160, came back down uh 2017 to 70 pence back up to 160 back down again so wait until it gets back to the 70 pence uh put a load on it then uh you know wait for upgrading their earnings and stuff and it'll rally back to the high but literally if it's not breaking out of that all the time has up and down it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, and do you know i think so,
0: i think it's quite a nice company but it's you know it's at the at the mercy of uh, of the economic backdrop at the moment there was another company uh, that has news out today yeah. sort of uh, uh echoes or relates to what we've been talking about in terms of the property market recently LSL property services they're down heavily today oh, yeah, as well so yeah, if yeah. you remember we spoke about it. Belvoir which had been insulated yeah. from a lot of the, the problems in the market because of its exposure to rental um LSL you know far far less of that this is this is pretty much a straight less, estate less agency less bank like. group yeah and so they're seeing much lower mortgage volumes, much lower surveying volumes. Uh, and the result is that, you know, this this trading update was a bit lacklustre and the shares are down about ooh, 12%. So, yeah. you know, there you go. Do
1: you know what's interesting? I do say this, this good news, bad news thing is, uh, you know, what's, what's good for sort of uh, – or well, bad bad for the economy is good for the markets because uh, if you see further weakness and, in fact, if you look at the day um, – We've got uh, UK hiring falls at its fastest pace in over three years as wage growth slows. And that's what the Bank of England are particularly looking at. The only thing Mm I'm sticking is wage, wage growth. And they're trying to say, uh, you kept saying this, Andrew, but I understand what you're trying to say. Don't give pay rises to people or try not to go for pay rises. It's easy for you to say, like I said, if you're on 500 grand a year, but... um, Yeah, he didn't get... That wasn't well
0: received when he
1: made that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But he understand (laughs) what he's saying, because that's the sticky environment. But that seems now, because hiring is falling, uh, then, you know, people are not taking people on. There won't be demand for, you know, higher wages. So that's going to help. By the way, this is quite scary. The rate of pub closures reaches a decade high. As rake heights and inflation bites. So, uh, some 223 pub businesses entered Insolvency in the second quarter of this year, up from 200 in the first quarter. So, a total of 729 pubs went bust over the last 12 months. I'm not like surprised. An 80% increase. Yeah. I'm
0: really not surprised. Um...
1: Well, that's it. Do you understand what I'm saying oh, really about XP Factory? They, they, they're tarred in with this kind of leisure, sort of hospitality, mm. and they're growing very quickly. And you've got the other opposite end, you know, pubs are shutting their doors because uh, it's so expensive. But you know? this so trend,
0: this trend, I mean, of course, it's been you know exacerbated by the cost of living crisis and COVID. Mm. But this trend has been going on for years, you know. Uh, the, 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 uh, the number of pubs ha- has been falling steadily for years and years and years. Uh, you know, I live in a village. There used to be three pubs. Now there's one. Um, yeah. You know, this is this, also, is this is the you don't you yeah. don't need that. It's, it's changing lifestyles, changing habits. Yeah. You know, um, change changing opportunities for people and to have to spend their social uh, time in different ways, uh, as you said. And, you know, that, I think that that plays to XP Factory.
1: Yeah, well, it's more away from standard you know? Yeah, rather, than... Like I said my 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 father though used to have a rag, a regular, uh, you know, he was a bar a bar on the road there. He used to have his mates in there. He's going there regularly, you know, uh, three four times a week. Just pop mm. in, pick up a pint or there um It doesn't do that anymore. It's just too expensive. It was expensive. a social so, hub. And yeah, yeah. And the thing is, what you you know, I mean, a lot of people will still do event-driven things with lots of friends, like say escape you know, like rooms. And mm-hmm. But the, if your pint has gone up by a lot of money, it's costing a lot of money. You're not going to do it four or five times a week. You can do it maybe once, you know, maybe twice. So, um yeah, it's uh, it's uh, you yeah, know, it is expensive pints these days. Uh, There's a lot of money in there. you think of it. They're ninety-nine point nine cent water. Is a is <laughs> it, and they, what, six quid a pint or something is nuts, isn't it really? But uh, um, there's a lot of yeah. energy
0: that goes into making a pint, yeah. That's the trouble, it's, yeah. That's it, it yeah. It, and a lot of you know, whether that's in actually the, the brewing process or the distribution process, so well, it, it, the is, wages
1: and the license and the fees, and all that stuff is on top of that, isn't it? Yeah, we that,
0: we so. we live up the road from a brewery called Adnam's, and you know, they um mm. they've been struggling to make money for, okay. for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. and you know, over the years, they've closed a lot of pubs, it's
1: um, yeah. Okay. Um, house prices has gone down the fourth month in a row. Uh, it says gradual drop. Worst places are southern England and Wales. Uh, the average house price now has gone down from 293,000 last August to 285,000 now. So, again, this is, we are in this area. The, the markets, remember, markets are ahead of the economy. And we, we're getting those bad news coming out now. Market knows about this. The market knows. Well, that's
0: true. That's true. But then, if you look at you know LSL today,
1: yeah, I've, you know, so specific, the market, yeah. the
0: market's been caught caught off guard there. Yeah, you yeah. know, we should have known yeah. that that yeah, yeah. that the, the the weak state of the housing market would have an impact on trading at companies like LSL. So, so I'm not always I'm not always convinced that that the economic bad news that that exists in the world has been priced in by the market. But, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, you know, in be, an I, individual I, equity level, like LSL. Yeah, but yeah, well, hang on,
1: but the, but when you're looking to invest in companies, you've got to look, though, first and foremost, has, is this in an area that's in a very, the, weak, the sector's very weak, mm. it's likely to downgrade. That's why it's a stock market, it's a market of stocks. You know, when you look at the stocks, if, if there's a lack of growth around find stocks with growth that is almost impervious to what's going on you know <clears> there are certain areas uh you can pick that that's why it's a stock picker's market at the moment i think you know you've got to find those areas like you say you know it, it's um in fact there's something we've made last week sometimes we don't make the connection between the macro and our individual investment sometimes you know when <clears> we sort of think hang on will that affect my stocks uh, so that has to be done all the time doesn't it you know
0: I, 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 do you know what? There was a um, Paul Hill put it up on the um, on, on our, our Slack channel today. Mm. Something he posted on LinkedIn over the weekend, uh, which was about uh, you know the the hit rate on stock picking, yeah. um, which is below fifty percent. Uh, in uh, where where was that? I mean, this is uh, globally. So you know the winners outweigh the losers. Um, and yeah. I've I've seen a uh, study. It's a guy called uh, Henrik Bessenbinder. Oh, yeah, put uh, did some analysis. Uh, over the years, uh, some years ago, of, of, of where returns come from, and you know, o- over the long term, the ret- returns on, on equities come from a very, very small handful of successful shares. Mm. So it, it is quite interesting,
1: yeah. you,
0: know, you know, how this, how all this stuff works, and and it's not necessarily because companies do badly, but it's because they disappear quickly sometimes mm. um, because they're bought or, or whatever it might be, often because they're bought. Um, you know. I think the average te- lifespan of a company, listed company is seven, something like seven years. Yeah. This is like, right. there you go. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'll just leave you with this chart here. Yeah. Uh true. We got there. Do <laughs> 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 uh, your research, have. thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> we'll speak tomorrow.
0: <laughs> the Vox Markets Podcast. With Justin Wait. nothing in this podcast is intended as investment advice, and the people in this podcast may hold positions in the stocks they talk about. Do not buy anything based solely on a tip or recommendation. Please do your own research.